Today's daf is Gittin daf nun tes. We are holding on the end of daf nun ches amid beis. We're gonna we uh, started yesterday, but we're gonna continue again to discuss the machlokas about how you pay the revia when you bought land from a sikrikon, because there was a takana that you have to pay a revia, some percentage to the original owner of the land, since he was forced to sell that land, so you probably bought it as a, at a discount because of the fact that the guy who sold it to you was able to take it from the, uh, from, from the, from the original owner, so you have to give that revia. How exactly do we calculate that? Then we're going to discuss a little bit about which Dayan speaks first on a Beisdin. Do you start with uh, someone who's the greatest of the day on him, who's the least of the day on him, and we're going to discuss, the Gemara is going to spend some time talking about uh, which figures in Jewish history represented Torah Ugedula B'makam Echad, that were both the greatest Talmud uh, Chachamim and the greatest Ashirim of their times, and the mission, the first mission on Nantesam Aleph is going to discuss Kinyanim for Harashim Ukatanim, whether they're able to make Kinyanim, and uh, the second mission on the bottom of Nantesam uh, Aleph is going to talk about seven different takanos that were made purely for the sake of Darke Shalom, and uh, the Gemara on Amin Beis is going to talk about the first of those takanos, which is that a Kohen gets called to the Torah before a Levi, and a Levi before a Yisrael. First, we're going to have four sources from Psukim that a Kohen always has to come first. We're going to discuss why we, it needs to be Mipnei Darke Shalom. If we have sources from Psukim, it seems like it's a Dindar Raisa. We're going to discuss what the cases are that a Kohen maybe can be Mochel, and we can call someone else other than a Kohen first, and also when there's no Kohen, or no Levi in Shul, what happens then? How does the, uh, how do the Aliyos get divided out, get, uh, get distributed when there's no Kohen or no Levi in Shul? So let us begin at the two dots on Nun Ches Amud Beis. Amr, we started from there, we read that yesterday, but we'll read it again. We had said that if you buy Minasikrikon, that uh, the Beis Nishalach Reyn made a Takana, you have to give the Bailim a Revia. What does that mean, a Revia? Amr, Revia Bekarka, or Revia Bemaus. It means a Revia of Karka, or a Revia of Maus. So Rashi explains, that means, you either give, one, if you paid $100 for the field, when you bought it from the Ovid Kachavim, you either give $25 uh, to the uh, to, to the to the bailim, or you give karka that's worth a revia of the maos, which means if you uh, bought it for a hundred dollars, so you would uh, you would give one fifth of the karka because you want to give. $25 worth of karka. So since it's really 100, the, the land is really valued at $125, so if you're going to give karka, you would give one-fifth of that karka because that is $25 worth of karka. But a that if you bought the land for $100, then probably its real value would have been 133 and a third dollars, meaning it's uh, you paid three quarters of the value of the actual land, and therefore if you're going to reimburse the original owner with karka, you'd give him a quarter of the karka. If you're going to reimburse him with kesef, you have to give him a third of what you paid, which is 33 and a third dollars. So it says in Rabbi Mike, what are they arguing about? What are Rabbi Shmuel arguing about? They're arguing about that exact issue. How much of a discount do we assume you got the karka at? Do we assume if you paid $100, the karka must have been worth $125, and he gave you their for $125, if he gave it to you for 100 he gave you a 20% discount, he gave you one-fifth discount, or do we assume that it must have been worth $133 and he gave you a 25% discount? So so the Gemara asks, well, wait a second, let's see how it was formulated when it was described in our Mishnah. 
So it says Zumish Rishonah Bapesu Shachrein Amaral Kechmas Krikondos in the Bailum Revia Viad Bailum Al Eliona. They give the Bailum a Revia, and the Bailum gets to choose Rotsu Bekarkondos and Rotsu Bemosnos, and whether he wants to take actual karko or whether he would rather take the cash. That's only if they don't have their own money. Then the Bailam has to get precedence. Rebbe made a takana in Beisdin that if the Sikrikon already had it for 12 months, well then there's no precedence given to the original owner. Whoever wants to come and buy it is allowed to buy it. But, or Revia Bemos, but you give the Bailim Revia Bekarko or Revia Bemos. So right there, you see that, uh, that, that that's exactly the Sheet of Rav, the way it's formulated. Revia Bekarko or Revia Bemos. So isn't this Akasha and Shmuel who said Shehain Shlish Bemos that you'd end up giving 33 and a third dollars if you bought it for a hundred dollars? So says Maram Ravashi Kitanya Hi La Achashabamos Liado. No, something is what we call a Shlish Milavar and a Shlish Milagav, a Revia Milavar. Meaning when we say 25% of 100, so we normally mean $25. However, that's how, that's how you describe a shlish revia mila gav. But a revia mila var would mean that you, you when you have to give 25% of the $100 that you paid, it means 25% of the new total once you've paid out the extra. So if you give another 33 and a third, 33 and a third is now 25% of 133 and a third. So it's 25% of the new total. That's why it calls it a revia, but it really means a shlish. So really, it's not necessarily going against Shmuel. Rav says, I was there when they made this takana of Kalakodim Likach Zacha that once the Sikrikon had it for 12 months, anyone is allowed to buy it. And when we were having this discussion in Beisdin, Rav says, even though it was Rebbe's Beisdin, I spoke first. I was the first one to, to vote on the issue. But didn't we learn when it comes to Dinim Amnes cases and also to Mentara cases, we start from the Gadol. We don't start from the, someone lesser than the Gadol on the Beisdin. It's only by Dinim Nefashos that we start Minatsad. And isn't this a Dinim Amnes? In this case, and there's no way Rav was the Gadol in the basin of Rebbe. This was Rebbe's basin, it was Rebbe's Takana. So answers the Gemara, Amar Rabbah, Bered Rav, Vitem Rav Hilo, Bered Rav Hilos, Shiny, Minyan de Berebi, Dukul Mininai, Minatzalav Maschilin. Enochinami, that's normally the rule that you start Minagadol, but by Minyan de Berebi, whenever it came to Rebbe's basin, they would always start Minatzad. Why? Why would Rebbe's basin do differently than every other basin? So Rashi explains, Minakatanim, Minatzad, Minakatanim, Minagadol, that they were afraid that if Rebbe would speak first, no one would ever argue because they would be afraid of violating Losana al Rav, that you're not supposed to argue with someone so much greater than you. And uh, the Gemara, and, and that's in fact why by Dina Nefashos, we, we're always Maschilim Ratzah by Dina Nefashos, because it's a, that Pasuk is a Pasuk by Dina Nefashos, that we're afraid no one's going to be Malamid Zchus if the Gadol of the Basin determines that uh, it speaks first and says, yeah, he's guilty, everyone's going to just go along with it. So that same Svara, Rebbe applied for Dine Mamanus as well, that he was afraid that no one would be interested in, uh, in, in arguing with him. So, um, 
the uh, the 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 Tosos disagrees though with Rashi. Tosos says no, it wasn't out of a concern that no one's going to argue with him. Elimishuma Nova Shalaharas Hasam Gadol Haya Osa. The Rebbe did this out of Anivus that if he, that he knows the Allah is he supposed to be Maschulim and Agadol. That means if he speaks first, he's declaring himself the Gadol, and Rebbe would never do that. He would never publicly uh, de- uh, declare himself the Gadol or publicly act as if he is the Gadol, even though Enochinami he was the Gadol. So it was a dinava the Anivus. Of Reb of Rebbe. That's what the Gemara says. At the end of Sotim Mishmeis Rebbe Batla Anava. That Rebbe is the the symbol of Anivus. Va'amar Rabbi Bereid the Rav of Itam Rabbi Hillel Bereid Rabbi Vilas. Mimos Moshe. Once we mention one thing in the name Rabbi Vilas, we mention another thing. Mimos Moshe had Rebbe la Matzina Torah Gedula b'Makom Echad. And it also relates if you say like Tosos that we were just talking about Rebbe's Anivus. This also fits very nicely. It's not just the same Amora, but we're saying that from the days of Moshe Rabbeinu until Rebbe, we didn't have some who deserved so much covet, who is so obviously the Gadol. Because whatever you want to honor him for, you want to honor him for his Torah, he was the greatest Torah scholar of his generation. You want to honor him for his Ashiras, he was the biggest Ashir in his generation. He was Torah Gadula b'makom echad. So we don't find such a thing that you have, uh, except between, between Moshe Rabbeinu and Rebbe, they have Torah Gadula b'makom echad. And the Joshua's Chsamsov, he says, Gadula is Ashiras, and why is Ashiras such an important thing? Because he's able to support so many people. He's able to help out Kladisol. The Gemara tells us that Rebbe was mevazis otsrosa b'shnei b'tzores. The Gemara says in Maseches Ksuvas that in Maseches Babasra that he would uh, that that during years of famine he would give up all of his money. The Rambam in the to the Pirush Hamashnai says that uh, that 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 because of his Ashirus, Rebbe was able to be marbit Torah in a much more impactful way because he was able to uh, take the time and to earn the respect to be able to be machnis all the divrei chachamim all the different Mishnayos and be masad to the Mishnayos properly. Gemara Ne'erivin Daf Pevav says that Rebbe was mechabed as ha'ashirim. So the Gilion Ashas over there explains why was he mechabed the ashirim? Gilion Ashas quotes in the Maril that he's mechabed ashirim because he knew that he was an ashir and that way he'd get respect. What? That's what Rebbe wanted to do to get respect? Yeah, because he knew he was going to get respect either way. He's either going to get respect because of his Torah, being God Adar, or he'd get respect for being an ashir. So he's mechabed ashirim. That way his respect would be from from being an ashir, and he wouldn't have to be nenemi Torasso. He'd much rather receive the respect for being an Ashir rather than have to be Nana from his Torah that he's getting the respect because of his of his Torah. So Rebbe is this symbol of Torah Gedul B'Makum Echad. So now ask the Gemara, is there really no other historical figure between Moshe Rabbeinu and Rebbe who had these qualities? V'lo, v'ahav Yoshua, what about Yoshua? Moshe Elazar. Elazar lived at the same time as him, so Yoshua was not unique. Um, so v'ahav uh, Elazar, what about Elazar himself? No, because v'ahav Pinchas. There was a Pinchas Overlap. Pinchas. What about Pinchas himself after Elazar died? Have a Zikanim. No, but the Zikanim were still around. Have a Shaul. What about Shaul? He was a Melech. Have a Shmuel. Because Shmuel was around. But Shmuel died before Shaul. No, when we say Torah Gedul it means for all of his years. All of his years doesn't mean from the time he's born. Rashi says it means from the time he's Omid the Gedula. So from the time he was appointed king, he was not Torah Gedul Shaul was not Torah Gedul because Shmuel was still around when he was appointed king. Vavad David, what about David? Havi Irayiri. There was Ira Hayiri, who is a Gadol Betorah. Um, the, uh, the, 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 so, so he was, uh, he was very special in that, in that regard, and therefore David was not. 
totally unique. But Iri died Kulashani Bainan. Again, we said it needs to be for all the years of his Gedula. Hahava Shlomo, what about Shlomo? Shimi Ben Gera. Shimi Ben Gera was Radvat Katle, but he killed Shimi Ben Gera. So I asked Gemara, Kulashani Kamrin. But again, it's got to be for all of his years of Gedula. Have a Chiskia, what about Chiskia? Have a Shevna, because Shevna was around. Ha'ikdil, he was also killed. Kulashani Kamrinan. It means for all of his years. Vava Ezra, what about Ezra? Just like you're able to trace it from Moshe Rabbeinu until Rebbe, that we don't find Torah Gedula Makom Echad, from Rebbe until Rav Ashi, we don't find Torah Gedula Makom Echad. The Gemara Nehrevin of Samach Gimel says that Ravina was a Talmud Chaver of Rav Ashi. Now, Talmud Chaver means, Rashi says over there, that he was a Chacham Kamoso. So, how could the Gemara say that Rav Ashi was Torah Gedula Makom Echad? He had a Talmud Chaver. He added someone, Ravina, who was uh, who was his equal. So uh, you have to say that it's Lav Dafka Kamoso Mamish, meaning that it was uh, Ravina was very close, but not quite the same as Ravashi. In fact, when the Raman Yerdeis in Reishman Beis Sivdalid defines Talmud Chaver, he does not say that the Talmud Chaver is someone who started out as Talmud and then becomes the equal of the Rebbe. He says that he's Karov Lios Gadol Karabo. He becomes very close to an equal of the Rebbe, meaning that. Uh, uh, that, that, that it's not as clear that he's, uh, that he's second rate to the Rebbe, but it doesn't mean that he's necessarily on the same level of the Rebbe. So, Frak the Gemara, but is that true that between the days of Rebbe and Ravashi there was no one that could be said is Torah Gedula v'makam echad v'lo v'avuhuna bar nasan v'avuhuna bar nasan v'avuhuna bar nasan shayni huna bar nasan demecha v'avuhayv l'ravashi huna bar nasan was totally kafuf to Ravashi and therefore he doesn't count as uh, stepping on Ravashi's toes at all so Ravashi is still considered the Torah New Mishnah says the Mishnah. How do uh, does a cherish and does a katan have the ability to make kinyanim? So cherish romes venirmas. A cherish can make remizos. He can uh, we we could do kinyanim with him even though he can't speak and he can't communicate verbally. He's able to communicate through sign language. Ben that we can even read his lips and use that as a way of making kinyanim a metaltalin from a cherish. And when we're dealing with children, also they have the ability to uh, to to make kinyanim when it comes to metaltalin. The Rambam in the twenty ninth parak of Hilchos Mechira says that a cheresh is medaber ve'ino shomea has a din of a cheresh by mekach memkar, even though he's able to speak. And that's what our Mishnah is uh, is talking about. The Meiri says that no, we're talking about a cheresh that's a total cheresh. Is ain't a medaber ve'ino shomea. If he's medaber, then maybe he can have regular kinyanim uh, like like anybody else. So it says the Gemara. Amrav Nachum Machlokas b'metaltalin. This whole machlokas only when it comes to making kinyanim a metaltalin. Avul begitin divrei akol b'remiza. When it comes to gitin, everyone holds remiza. Is you could you could uh, you can only use remiza. You cannot use kfitza. Uh, you cannot read his lips. Meaning we have this machlokas in the Mishnah. Whether by a cherish he can kofitz v'nikbat is good enough, or you need remiza. But by gitin for sure you would need remiza. Kofitz v'nikbat is not good enough. Says Mar Pshita Of course, the machlokas is only by metaltalin. That's why the Mishnah had said the kofitz v'nikbats b'metaltalin, because everyone agrees that if it's not b'metaltalin, kofitz v'nikbats does not work. So Mao detema af b'metaltalin. One might have thought that it means even by metaltalin and kolshkein by gitten that uh, they, 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 so and therefore comes to tell me otherwise. Why would I think even by metaltalin kolshkein by gitten? What's the avamina that would be more 
makil by gitten than we would by metaltalin. So says Rashi, Maudetema after metaltalin, the second wide line, after metaltalin kamar, the koshkem gitten, to lotema gitten hu dekili, mishum de bekfitsa kanas, bekfitsa yotzi. Because gitten is undoing a previous kinyan of kiddushin. So one might have thought that since, obviously he had a, the whole kiddushin, he was a cherish at the time of kiddushin also. So if the kiddushin was able to be done bekfitsa, that which undoes the kiddushin could be done bekfitsa, as opposed to Avon Metalton, Shnafel Birusha, but Metalton, which he never acquired bekfitsa, the Metalton could have come to him through Yerusha. So that just happened automatically. He never, it's not undoing a previous Kenyan that he also did bekfitsa. So I would have thought that kfitsa would not be good enough by Metaltlin. And that's why the Mishnah has to highlight Dafka by Metaltlin. That's why Rav Nachman comes to teach us that no, when the Mishnah highlights Metaltlin, it's saying that it only works by Metaltlin, but no one would say that Kfitza works by a get. That a get is a more serious matter, and uh, by, by a get, uh, the Kfitza would not work. Ikeda Amri, another version of the discussion, though, has it uh, twisted on its head. That Am Rav Nachman, Kimachlokas Metaltlin, Kach Machlokas that just like there's a sheet in the Mishnah that holds, Ben Becerra holds, Kofitz Venukbats Metaltalin, you can also read his lips when it comes to Gitten. I vanan be metaltalin tanan, but didn't our Mishnah say that it only works by metaltalin? What the Mishnah meant to say is that it even works by Metaltlin, but in Echinami it works by Gitin as well. Children can make Kinyanim with Metaltlin. How old of a child? Six or seven years old. Seven or eight years old. Nine or ten years old. Every child, according to where uh, where he's at, according to what he's up to, what he's up to. we have a similar sugya in Yuma Dafei Beis when it talks about Inu Biyama Kippurim that that we already train a child the shows. At what age do you train a child the shows in Yom Kippur? It depends what the kid's up to, what the kid's able to understand, what the kid is able to tolerate. So by Kenyanim, it's not what the kid is able to tolerate; it's how much of an understanding he displays in in Mecca Chememkar. There's always that kid, that one kid in school who takes advantage of all the other kids and finds something to sell for whatever. So that kid that already has the the business head and the you know, in uh, fourth grade, third grade, so that kid is going to be the one who is maybe Lefi Chorfe, he's able to do the business at an earlier age, and we're going to make a Kenyanim for him at an earlier age. We need it to be Misaki, that he's able to make Kenyanim, because otherwise he'll never be able to get food, because no one's ever going to, he'll never be able to buy or sell food, and we want him to be able to, uh, if he has to fend for himself. The Pasuk says, The Pasuk says, so this is a story that in a Sefer Malachim that Yehu Melech wanted to kill all the Kohane Abal. So he told the uh, he told the Am um, that Achav Avodas Abal Maat Yehu Avdenu Harbe. He said, you know, Achav did Avodas Abal a little bit. I'm really into it. So let's bring out all the Kohane Abal. He was trying to draw them out. So he drew, draws out all the Kohane Abal to gather together, and he says to the one who's Mimuna on the Maltacha to take out uh, a levush, a special garment for all the Ovde Abal, and that way he's pretty much giving them a uniform to identify the Ovde Abal, and then he'll be able to kill them because then they'll be easily identifiable, and that's his way of, uh, of getting rid of the Ovde Abal. But what exactly is this Maltacha? So uh, why are we mentioning any of this? Because it's going to be Amrabi Abba Bar Yaakov Amrabi Yochanan, right? And uh, I think that's what we. Uh, 
is that who we just had? It's uh, it's it's because yeah we just um that's why a katan is allowed to do kinyanim. So once we quote Rabbi Bar Yaakov Am Rabbi Yochanan, other other than that, it doesn't seem to really have much uh, relevance. This uh, this drasha that we're making. So uh, so he says, <coughs> what is my my miltacha? I'm Rabbi Yaakov Am Rabbi Yochanan. Dovra nimlo It's a type of fabric that is rolled and stretched. A type of pishtan that's very very thin. Kiyasra of so it's a very fine fabric. Kiyasra of Dimiyam Rabbi Yochanan Shigerlo Bunyam ben ben Nunyam Larebi Bunyam ben Nunyam sent to Rebbe that there are four types of pishtan Sivni v'chomas silslo malmala Sivni v'chomas ka'amgoza o palgidamgoza that even if you have a garment that could fit on Rebbe it's a, it could fit an adult when you fold it up it's so thin it folds up to the size of, size of a nut or a half a nut salsala malmala kipistika the size of an acorn upalga de pistika or half of an acorn my malmalo what's the word malmalo what does that mean? It's a, something that's rolled and stretched, and that's why it's such a thin fabric, it's such a thin garment. Period. Now we go back to the discussion of Ketanim making Kenyanim. How much would be considered a Mekach Tos? How much of a mistake would be a Tos that would invalidate a Kenyan of a Katan? Up until one sixth, just like a Gadol, just like there's a Bittul Mekach. If the, the item is mispriced by more than one sixth when it comes to a Gadol, the same thing would be by a katan that up until one six the mekach is kayim and you just have to return the the uh, the onaa but more than that the mekach is going to be bottled entirely. What about a katan's matana? Does that count? No good. He does have the ability to affect matana. Now they quoted this machlokas from Mordechai, and they, they sent this machlokas from Mordechai, but they, they switched around the shitos. They had Rav Yemar saying that the matana is good, and Marbaravashi saying that it's no good. So Rav Mordechai said, Zilu Amru Lebar Mar, go tell the Marbaravashi, go tell uh, the son of Mar, the son of, of, of Ravashi, that Lav that he's passing incorrectly. Meaning, if you're telling me that Marbaravashi holds Ein Matanasu Matana, Marbaravashi needs to hear what I heard from his father Ravashi. I remember it, I can envision it in my head. Ravashi was standing with one foot on the ground and one foot up on a ladder, meaning I remember the exact encounter that I had with him. And I said to him, What's the din of the matana of a katan? And he said that the matana is a good matana. So don't so tell Ravashi that if he says otherwise, he's making a mistake because his father said matanasa matana. Now, of course, that is what Mar- what Mar Baravashi said. It's only because they switched around the shitos that, uh, that, it said, that, that, that Rav Mordechai got the impression that he said the opposite. But uh, Rav, he said, I recall, he said, Matanasa Matana, and this is Achas Matanashchimira, Vachas Matanasbari, Vachas Matanam Ruba, Vachas Matanam Muetas. It doesn't matter if it's a Matanashchimira, if he's giving it as a Shchimira or when he's, uh, when he's healthy, whether it's a large Matana or a small Matana, doesn't make a difference. The Matana is a valid Matana. That was the shita 
of Ravashi. If you look at Tosas Matanam Rubu Vachas Matanam Muetas, Umidulok Karmer Nami Achas Matanas Metaltalin Vachas Karkaos, but it doesn't say that it doesn't make a difference whether it's Karko or Metaltalin. So the fact that it doesn't say that near a Dafka be Metaltalin Da'iribu Kamar, that this din, that a Matana of a Katan counts, is only when it's Metaltalin, because that's been the topic of our mission in our Gemara. Vadamin Mishameis, Kaipapsum El Chaf, Te'im Rachar Mirzeaviv, Umatanasum Matana bin Makarkai, when we say that a Katan, the Gemara Mabasra says, is able to affect a Matana on Karka against the Mashmos of our Gemara, Hasam Begadul Shuben Yugimu Shom Yamechad, El Delohaya Ben Esrim. Sometimes when we talk about Katan and it comes to business dealings, we're talking about someone who's, who's a Gadol in terms of mitzvahs, he's a Bar Mitzvah, but he's not yet 20 years old, so he's not yet the type of person you'd expect to find in business, he's de- or he's dealing with Nichsei Aviv, and with Nichsei Aviv, everyone is considered to be like a Katan, because how many people really know about their father's business dealings? It's more, more something that he keeps to himself. So that's what we mean by a Katan over there, in the Gemara and Baba Basra. But over here, when we say that a Katan's Matana is effective, that's only talking about when it comes to metaltalin, not when it comes to karka. Now the Mishnah is going to list off seven things, seven takanas that they made, all for the sake of Darke Shalom. Eludvarim Amrum Bnei Darke Shalom. The following things they were masaking for the sake of Darke Shalom. Number one, Kohen Kori Rishon Va'achrov Levi Va'achrov Yisrael Mipnei Darke Shalom. A Kohen gets the first Aliyah and then a Levi and then a Yisrael and that's all because of Darke Shalom. The Chuvas of the Poskim are filled with cases where they wanted to maybe not give the Kohen the first Aliyah for a variety of reasons. Some Sofra as a Chuva where he was asked about a Kihila that had one Kohen in the shul, and uh, sometimes there were a lot of chiyuvim that had to that needed an aliyah, and the kohen uh, did was not mochel the aliyah the Torah, so they wanted to know can you can they make a takana to call Yisrael b'mekomu? Can they make a takana against this din and try to get the kohen to be mochel? And if not, uh, ignore him anyway because uh, the the because of of, of the uh, the necessity that they had to uh, to call all of the all of the chiyuvim. So uh, so the the chasam sofer. The Chassam Sofer says that the Tzibur is able to make such a takana, and um, the uh, he can't uh, the coin can't tie that he's called them because uh, the, the the this is the uh, this is what they need for the darkei shalom of the uh, of the shul. So uh, so the whole Tzibur has the ability to force a mechila on him. And Maram Shik writes in the Tshuva that uh, that that's only when it's something that happens once in a while. But if it's going to happen every single time, so that we can't do that. We can't undo this takana in the shalom because of that. In the Shuvah Shivah Sion Simen Vav, he discusses, what about a case a place that sells aliyos? And the Kohen aliyah can go for a lot of money. Can you tell the Kohen to leave the shul so you can give the Kohen aliyah to someone else who's willing to pay more money for the, uh, for the aliyah? So, uh, so he says that, uh, that, that, um, that, that you should not do that. And even though the Ma'arik writes that it's mutter to force a Kohen to leave the shul in Shabbos Bereshis, when the minig is to sell the aliyah of Shabbos Bereshis, that's because that minig of selling the first aliyah in Shabbos Bereshis is L'Kavara Torah, L'Chabba, to show great chibu for mitzvah, that everyone wants to be the one that, that gets the first aliyah, and they would sell that for a lot of money. But Stam, just because the shul likes to sell the aliyahs in general, and they can get a little more out of Yisrael than they can out of a Kohen, he doesn't think that that's, uh, that's a good idea. There are other Menachim Berkei Yosef quotes a minute that on Shavu is someplace said a minute that they would call the rabbi for the first aliyah as a Kavra Torah. But generally speaking, this Takana stands. That 
Redarke Sholom, we always call the coin first. Second Takana, Ma'arvin Bebayis Yashim Redarke Sholom. If there's a house that's Muchsuk, that it's always had the Eruv Chatseros in that house, you're not allowed to move it to a different house because of Darke Sholom. You're going to move it to a different house. Everyone's going to say, why don't you move it to my house or to my house? So whichever house already has the Chazaka, that it has the Eruv, gets to keep it. Third Takana, Barshu Karv La'ama Mismalarishim Redarke Sholom. They used to have near a major waterway, they would have boros um, that would fill with water just in case they would ever need the water. So they have boros near the fields that would fill with water. So which bar gets to uh, f- get filled first? from the Amma, the bar that's closest to the Amma, meaning we do it based on proximity rather than based on trying to figure out who should be able to fill their bar first. And that way, it's been played Arkei Shalom, there's not going to be any fights. Fourth halacha, fourth takana, If someone lays out a trap and an animal gets caught in that trap, even though the person has not, not yet made a kinyan, so therefore the animal is still hefker, they were misakin that to take an animal out of somebody else's trap is still Stealing, we says it's not just stealing Darke Shalom, that's actual stealing, meaning <coughs> that it's real stealing Midraban. I mean on Daraisa level it's not really a Kenyan, but Midraban they made it that he's actually been Kona, that it's not only Mine Darke Shalom, Midraban it's stealing. Uh, fifth takana, no one's being makna the metzia to them. They're just picking it up from hefker. So really, strictly speaking, they don't have the ability to be kona in, and someone could just come and take it out of their hands, and it's not called stealing. But they were misakin that you cannot take it out of the cherishot of katan's hands. Rabbi Yossi says that's gezel gamur midrabanan. Sixth takana. If you have an ani that climbs up an olive tree and starts shaking the olives out of the tree so that the olives will all land on the ground below and then the ani will come down and collect the olives that he shook, that he shook out onto the ground. So if the ani's up in the tree, you're not allowed to go under the tree, catch all the olives and then run away with them and uh, have the ani not be able to collect his own olives. That's Mipnei Darkei Shalom. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Gezel Gamur. It's more than Darkei Shalom. That in fact is Gezel Gamur. And then a seventh Takana. Ein when we leave the Matnos Aniyim, and Aniyim come, and they come to collect whatever they're entitled to, so if there are Goyim that are Aniyim that come, we don't object and we don't yell at them to get away, and that's also Mipnei Darkei Shalom. So these are seven Takanos that we have in Mipnei Shalom. Today we're only going to discuss one of those Takanos, the first Takana, that we call a Kohen for the Aliyah first. Minani Mili, how do I know that we give the Kohen the first Aliyah? Says the that Moshe wrote the Torah and he gave it to the Kohanim B'nai Levi. What? Do we not know that Kohanim are, by definition, B'nai Levi? Why does it have to say that, uh, that, that, that Kohanim are B'nai Levi? It wants to say the words Kohen and Levi in that order so that we can learn that a Kohen comes first and then a Levi comes. Do we not know the Kohanim are B'nai Levi? Same idea. Ravashi Ravashi says we learn it from the following pasuk. Pasuk in Divrei Yamim. B'nai Amram Aaron Moshe. The B'nai Amram or Aaron Moshe. Vayibadel Aaron Lahakdisho Kodesh Kadashim. 
Aaron was separated and was designated as Kodesh Kadashim. So the Kohen, Aaron, is the Kodesh Kadashim. He is the holiest of the holies and he's the one that therefore comes first. That from the word Vikidashto we learn that for any Dover Shabakdusha, for all Dover Shabakdusha, we, uh, we, 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 uh, we let the Kohen go first. Means it means he gets the first aliyah. He makes his, he, he leads the benching. He gets the first mana. If you have a, if you have a, if he gets the first option of which piece of chicken to take from the serving platter, he always gets first. He always let the kohen go first. Rashi explains liftoch rishon means the kol davar kavod. Whether it's Torah, whether it's yeshiva, he always speaks first. Um, that uh, if he divides anything with the Israel, if there are two pieces, the Kohen gets the first choice. Uh, the, um, and th- that's what the Ran writes in the Dharam as well. But the Mepharsh in the Dharam says that no, this is talking about when he's cholikim echavakhanim belechem apanim. So the Mepharsh explains that the Mepharsh doesn't want to say that Rishon that relates to Stam eating regular food because it's the Kol Davashabikdusha we said he's supposed to come first. So maybe the Mepharsh understands that it's only this din of Kedimus Kohanim is only by Davashabikdusha but not by other matters. The Prima God, the Mishpah Sozav, and the Psicha Tzim Kuf Lamed Hey says that the Kedima is only Bidavar Shebe and he has trouble understanding why by Yisuda do some Rishonim say that he would take the Mana Rishona by Yisuda? What Davar Shebe is there with uh, with Suda? So he says, maybe they meant the Suda's Mitzvah. That when you're dealing with Suda's Mitzvah, then it's considered a Davar Shebe Kedusha. Magnarvam in Simon Reish Aleph wonders why it is that people aren't makbid about this. To be makdim a Kohen, the Kol Davar, now Nowadays. And he says, maybe because we're not such pikim in the Yichuse Kuhuna. We don't always know who the, the Yichus is, wh- whether the Kohanim are in fact Kohanim Miuchasin. Um, the, uh, the, 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 that, the, the, so, so that's a, the suggestion of the Magna Ram. But really, it's probably something that we should try to be a little more makbid about to try to, be, uh, to try to honor the Kohanim to always come first. The, um, the Sefer Achinuch, though, adds in Mitzvah Reish Samachtas that Kavod Zed Naslem Kisharu'uyim Lekach. That this is only when the Kohen deserves a little bit of kavod. But if he's a balaveros, then we would not be mechabed him to uh, to go to, to get to get the money yafa rishon or to get anything else rishon. The tshuvas haparkasa danya is an interesting discussion. So what if you have a Kohen who already davened at an earlier minion and he already got the first aliyah and now he happens to be in a shul where they're davening and uh, does does that second minion have to give him the aliyah also because he? He's the only Kohen there. So he says, I don't understand what the suffix is. Pasuk says, Just like he doesn't take money uh, yafa uh, only one time during the day. If he's at multiple meals, you have to give him the money yafa at, at every meal that he's at. So too, if he's at multiple minyanim, so you give him the first aliyah each time that he happens to be there. And not only that, he says, the second seaboard didn't yet do their mitzvah vikidashto. That's nothing to do with the Kohen. It's not the Kohen's mitzvah. It's the seaboard's mitzvah vikidashto. So they have to fulfill their mitzvah, and then he says, aside from 
all of this. This is not something we want to avoid doing. This is a mitzvah that we should really look to try to fulfill because he says the one thing that we have left as the Sheiris Hapleta from the Beis Hamikdash and the Avodas Hamikdash is the ability to be Mechavit Koranim. That's the one Zecher we have to how things used to work in the Beis Hamikdash, that the Koranim is Shluchid Rachmana and Shluchid Idan. So that's something we should try to latch on to because we need things that remind us of the Beis Hamikdash and remind us of the unique role that the Koranim played. We just quoted four psukim that tell us that the coin goes first. So our Mishnah is telling us that it's Mnei Darkei Shalom. It doesn't sound like Darkei Shalom. It sounds like Daraisa. Yeah, it's Daraisa, but why does the Torah have this din? Because of Darkei Shalom. Says the Gemara, well, that's cheating. Because the whole Torah is Darkei Shalom. All of the paths of Torah are Shalom. So why do we identify this one din that the Kohen goes before the Levi and that that's the Darkei Shalom din. All the dinim of the Torah are Darkei Shalom. Elam Rabbi Lichdemar. No, what the Takana is adding beyond the Din Daraisa is as follows. <laughs> when you have two people eating together, each one should wait for the other. If one of them has to excuse himself from the table, the other one should wait till he comes back. If one of them stops eating, he should wait for each other. <laughs> but three people they don't have to wait for one guy. <laughs> Another Din in Darecheretz of Asuda is the one that's Potsea in the past, the one who makes the bracha and breaks the bread. He's the one that could uh, that could take the uh, the davar malafes as a pass the spread that he's going to put on his bread he could take that first. But if the botseya decides that he wants to give the kavod to his rebbe or to someone who's gadol mimenu, he's allowed to do that. You can only be mechabit someone else to go first by a suuda. But when it comes to kriyas in the shul, a kohen is not allowed to be cholik kavod to a levi to let him come first. So that's what the dark Sholem is adding. Meaning, you're right. Midarai, so we have a mitzvah to be mechabit the kohen. What if the kohen says, it's okay, a mochel, let someone else go first. So the ta- so on a daraisa level, he's entitled to be mochel and he can let someone else go first. Because you did your mitzvah v'kidashto by offering and he now can say, okay, call someone else. But mepnei darkei shalom, the chachamim instituted that he can't be mochel. Because why is he giving it that to that person and not to this person? So we leave it at the kohen. Amr of Masna hadam beisaknes lo, lamrel b'shavas v'yam tovim d'shchichi ravim. The fact that he cannot be mochel is only when in there's a large crowd in shul like there is in Shabbos and Yantiv. Al Vasheni Bachamishi, but Monday and Thursday, where the crowds in shul tend to be smaller, uh, low, then you would not uh, you would not say this. Then 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 the he would have the ability to be Mechabit someone else. The Kohen doesn't have to go first. So some of the later Akronim suggest so maybe whenever it's Stam, it's a small shul. Whenever there aren't that many people it's not a din in Shabbos versus weekday, it's a din in large crowd versus a small crowd. Uh, the question why do they have smaller crowds on Monday and Thursday? Because we have uh, smaller minyanim, right? Because they have multiple minyanim, not, not just one big minyan, right? That's the Dalakav's chos. So says Mar Eini, is that really so? The same reason that we have, right? Eini, Varavuna Kari Bekani Bishabas Vyam Tovim. Ravkuna would call the Koranim on Shabbos and, uh, and Yom Tovim. Um, the, uh, Ravkuna, I'm sorry, Ravkuna was called as the Kohen Aliyah, even on Shabbos and Yom Tovim, and there were large crowds in Shul, and Ravkuna was not a Kohen. So says Mar Shaini Ravkuna, Dafil Rabbi Amr 
It could be the Rav Huna was different because he was someone who was so heads and shoulders above everybody else. They all recognized him as the God Aldar, so that that was perfectly fine, and it's not going to lead to any breakdown in Dark Shalom. They say that by I never dive in there, but they say by Ravadi Yosef, Sechron of Rachel's minion in uh, in in uh, Harnov, that he used to get the coin Aliyah every time in his house. So it could be that he was relying on the fact that it was a minion in his house, so it was a smaller minion, or the fact that it was there was no question who uh, you know no one's going to say, hey, how come I didn't get the Aliyah? Why is that Ravadi Yosef guy always get it? So you don't have to worry that that was that was going to happen. Amr Abayi Nektin and Ainsham Kohen this part of the If there's no Kohen, then the whole seder falls apart. You don't have to call a levi. But if there's no levi, you call a kohen. But didn't we learn that you should not call a Kohen after another Kohen because it will be a Pagam and the first guy people will think the first guy wasn't a valid Kohen and you shouldn't call two Levim in a row because it will be a Pagam and both of them people might think either one of them or the other is not valid. So how can we say that if there's no Levi you call a Kohen what do you mean? That's going to lead to calling two Kohen and one after the other and you're not allowed to do that. So No, when we say that, uh, you, that if there's no Levi, you call a Kohen, it means you call the same Kohen again for, uh, for for the second Aliyah. Tulsus points out, this is the This is assuming like we do, that everyone gets an Aliyah, everyone says the Bracha. So then it's calling the same Kohen a second time for a bracha, but if you assume, uh, what if you assume that, uh, the, that like the old minag, that only the first Allah would make the first bracha and the last Allah would make the last bracha? So uh, the the uh, so what does that mean that you're going to call the kohen a second time? So it tells us that you have to work out what the, what exactly that means. And maybe he sits down in between and you call him back for the end to get the uh, the last aliyah. So that you have to work out a little bit what exactly it means. Okay, there's obviously a sugya. It's very nogelamaisa and a lot to discuss, but I guess we'll have to pick up from there tomorrow for Maishan Levi. Colleague, he does the show tomorrow.